Oilers Extra Podcast. Back on the road again after Purdue's 81-76 loss to Rutgers on Tuesday night. Uh, Purdue had a golden opportunity to get a win on the road against a ranked team and couldn't pull it off. They scored enough. 76 is usually good enough in Matt Painter's world to win a game, but not when the other team has 81. And there is the problem right now for this Boilermaker basketball team. Defensively, they're not where they need to be, and they seem to be um, a long way off from where they <laughs> they they should be uh, at this time. Uh, and you can point to a lot of different areas. Um, the one thing that has struck me is the fact that Rutgers became the fourth straight team to hit 10 or more three-pointers against Purdue um, in the last four games. Uh, You know, Rutgers did it tonight. Uh, Maryland did it on Christmas Day. Iowa did it um, on the 22nd. And Notre Dame hit 16 threes uh, against Purdue down at uh, Indianapolis. So that's four straight games where an opponent has hit 10 or more three-pointers. Produced two and two in those games. So they've, they've scored enough points in, in two of those games to, to win. And, but they've given up at least 70 in each of those games. Now, I, I do believe Purdue has the offensive firepower to play with just about anybody in the Big Ten. Not yet. They did only score 55 against Iowa. Um, but as we've seen, when they take care of the ball, they can be a pretty potent offensive team. They just had eight turnovers tonight, uh, and they put up 76 points. And that was get, with getting no points at zero, zero points from your four position with Mason Gillis and uh, Aaron Wheeler. They did not score at all uh, in this game. But I, I, I didn't think offense was a problem for Purdue. There, yes, there are always possessions that you want back. And, um, you know, Purdue missed two dunks they should have had early in the game, Aaron Wheeler and Brandon Newman. Um, but, I, you know, the, the, the biggest problem for Purdue right now, and it, it, you're looking at the last couple games, is they, they just are not in sync defensively. Um, they're getting beat off the dribble quite a bit. And they're not handling the high ball screens very well where they're, they're getting guards are being able to, to drive against Purdue's big men. Um, so, and the dribble penetration is allowing guys on the perimeter to be open because you're, you're you're bringing more help in to try to stop it, and that leaves um, guys out on the wing, ready, excuse me, ready to shoot, and uh, and they hit them tonight. You know, 11 of 21 for for Rutgers, 
And they went through two stretches, one where they hit five of six three-pointers in the first half to extend their lead out. And then they hit four straight in the second half after Purdue had built a five-point lead and seemed to have a little bit of control in the game. Uh, but then there was, a, I, I think, a turnover or uh, a missed shot that went went awry and then uh, Rutgers got a dunk and then then they hit a, hit a three and then they hit another three and they, they kind of grabbed control of the game but Purdue came back you know they 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 had a they had a chance late in the game but it never got to a, a one possession situation uh, late later in the game but Purdue had its chances to to overtake them and I again I felt like they had enough offense to to win this game they just didn't have enough defensively and the one thing that probably sticks out more defensively is that Rutgers scored 81 points without their leading scorer Ron Harper Jr. who averages 23. Um, so again you know the game the game was there for the taking for Purdue but they didn't take it. Um, is that just having youth is that something else? Um, you know, you know, Rutgers got a solid team. They've got a handful of guys that can score, and that was proven tonight. Uh, Montez Mathis, you know, 25 points, career high, five of five for three-point range. Uh, you know, that, that's that's what teams need when your leading scorer is out. They need someone to step up. Uh, so. But Purdue did not, you know, from what we're accustomed to seeing with Purdue teams under Matt Painter and even to Gene Cady to that extent, where they were just not in tune with it uh, defensively. And and when you, when you look at the Maryland game along with this game, Purdue's getting, uh, Purdue's getting beat at the three-point line. They're getting beat badly at the three-point line, um, and that's where teams are making their, making their money against Purdue is hitting threes. Uh, there's enough good shooters in this league that you can't leave them open, uh, and you're going to play the percentages, and you're going to you, you know you're going to say this guy can't hit a three, or you know you know he'll come back down to earth, and it looked like that was going to happen. I think Maryland or not Maryland, I think Rutgers hit seven of its first nine three-pointers and just looked unstoppable. And then they missed like five or six in a row. That allowed Purdue to get back into the game. Purdue had to hit some shots. But that allowed Purdue to get back in the game once they started missing. But then they got on another hot streak and kind of took control. Uh, but Purdue has to shore up its defense. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that effectively on Saturday at Illinois. Uh just because they have a, a, a tremendous inside-outside combination and plenty of weapons on that team, and and, and they and they defend um, uh, for the most part. Illinois does defend. I, I know you start looking at scores, and they're giving up a lot of points. Gave up a lot of points to Penn State. They gave up a lot of points to Rutgers. Uh, they only give up 60 to Indiana at home, uh, but I, I think they defend. When they when they want to, when they want to get down in a stance and defend, they do it. 
Uh, and I think that's going to be a, uh, you know, Purdue really needed this game tonight to, to try to get a split. Um, I, I, just, I just don't know if they can go to Illinois and win. I don't know if this team right now is ready to go to Illinois and win. You know, Purdue's, Purdue's got a young team. And they're playing a lot of young guys. And in, a, in most games, you have a lot of um, you have freshmen. You have guys that are playing for the first time out on the floor. And it's just a learning experience right now. And, you know, this is a t- this is a tough league. It will always be a tough league. But those that have the experience are better off right now. You know, as we said, I, I, as I said, Purdue, I, I thought Purdue did enough offensively. And Isaiah Thompson did more than enough offensively. You know, he carried Purdue back into the game late in the first half with those three threes. Uh, he helped them get off to a good start in the second half. Uh, where Purdue had combined a 23-6 run to take a, a two-point lead. And a lot of that was, was geared by Isaiah Thompson. Uh, and he was in the game only because Eric Hunter Jr. was struggling. He struggled in the first half. Uh, he seemed out of it. He was out of sync. Um, you know, I looked at the stat sheet, had him for one turnover, and it sure felt like more. Uh, and Purdue needed Eric Hunter to win this game they're going to need him to win any game but they really needed him to win to have a chance to win this game he needed to have um he needed to have a notre dame type game he needed to have a uh, a maryland type game where he was effective offensively but also effective defensively and i i felt painter kind of had to make a choice when hunter was struggling and then isaiah thompson comes in uh, and he starts shooting the ball well, and then you get to the end of the first half, and you're produced down by six. Instead of being down 15, you're only down six. And you know, Painter went with a hot hand with Isaiah, uh, but I felt like he had to make a choice: was he going to go with the guy that was doing things offensively, or was he going to go with a guy that potentially could help them def- defensively, which was Hunter? And I think. You know, he obviously went with uh, Thompson, uh, knowing that he would probably have to outscore Rutgers to win this game, just because Purdue was not in a rhythm defensively and was not going to get in a rhythm defensively in this game for a variety of reasons. Uh, but I, you know, I think Hunter, if Hunter's more in tune for, with this game and gets off to a better start. Maybe some of those lapses that happen defensively don't happen because he's on the floor, he's the leader, he's the defensive guy, he's the guy on the perimeter, um, maybe to stop some of that dribble penetration. And, you know, Isaiah gets picked on because he's smaller and there's bigger guards in the league and they're going to push him down into the lane. Uh, But, you know... Painter needed to do something uh, because Hunter just wasn't playing well. And, you know, it's, uh, why Purdue lost is, doesn't fall all on his shoulders, but they just needed a better game out of him. And, you know, he'd tell you that. But they needed a, they needed a better game out of him. I mean, Purdue just has right now such a small margin for error in this league, um, you know, especially against the, the top teams in, in, the, in the conference that it can't afford 
to have one of its better players have an off night at both both ends of the floor. Uh, and that was a problem tonight, not only with Eric Hunter, but with everybody else, that there was not really one player who was consistent enough on the offensive end and the defensive end that was going to give Purdue a chance uh, to win this game. So the best bet was just you got to outscore them. And they almost did. Uh, and again, I, you know, I think Purdue has some firepower there uh, to, to win games, to, to outscore teams if they have to. But, you know, that's a, that's a neighborhood painter doesn't want to live in a, a whole lot. Um, now the question becomes, can Purdue actually improve defensively? Yeah, it wouldn't, you know, you start looking at, you know, the games that they played. Uh, you know, they beat Ohio State. They held them to 60, but Ohio State didn't have its top scorer or, or rebounder. Uh, they had to outscore Notre Dame. You know, they couldn't. They couldn't generate offense against Iowa, uh, but they did. Iowa only scored 70. Um, then you look at Maryland. Maryland got hot from three-point range in the second half and kept clawing back and clawing back. And then tonight, Rutgers was just on fire from three-point range. And again, that's the thing that I think you go into Illinois now. It's like, okay, how is Purdue going to defend the three-point line. Can it defend the three-point line effectively? Uh, where it's just, if you're trading baskets with a team and they're getting three and you're getting two, in the long run, that doesn't bode well for the team that's getting two. So Purdue has to figure it out, and Illinois is going to be a hard team to figure it out against because they got Kofi Coburn in the middle, who's very physical, uh, and they can play inside out and play it effectively, and also push Travion Williams around. I think this is a, you know, this is a huge game for Travion because he's a finesse player, um, and he had a great game tonight from a number standpoint, 10 for 12, 12 rebounds, uh, 10 for 12 shooting, and then 12 rebounds. Um, but he's a finesse guy, and when he goes towards the basket, he's much more effective but when he fades away and he doesn't go up strong, he's going to miss shots. And, you know, can he handle the physicality that, that's going to be thrown his way on Saturday? If he does, then, you know, Purdue's going to have a shot. If he doesn't, then I don't, I don't think Purdue's going to have a shot to beat Illinois. Um, and that's just, you know, that's the way it's gone. Um, and, you know, Illinois is going to have a week off before they play Purdue. And Purdue's going to have to try to figure out some things defensively. I mean, they, they might play well. They might play better defensively against Illinois, but they still may give up a lot of points. Uh, because, you know, guys do hit shots. Players hit shots all the time that they're not supposed to hit. You know, Purdue hits shots they're not supposed to hit. So, I mean, it, 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 it goes both ways. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, Purdue got behind, they fought back, um, that, that much they can take out of it and, you know, maybe try to build, build on that going in, uh, knowing that if, you know, when they get in that situation again, they can, they can fight back. Um, 
but you know in the end they just didn't have enough defensively to really win this game um they had enough offensively but they didn't have enough defensively uh to to get the win uh and they're going to have to try to figure that those things out uh against the better competition in the league uh which you know continues with illinois they do catch a break a little bit with nebraska but then you've got Michigan State and Indiana after that. So Purdue's really got to buckle down defensively, figure out what's going to work for them, and try to get it, to make it to work uh, throughout most of the season. Uh, because that's that's right now the weak point of this team. They continue to out-rebound opponents. Uh, they did tonight. Um, you know, they out-rebounded Rutgers by two. Um and they kept their turnovers down. And the other thing that's not, you know, from a defensive standpoint that's not happening is they're not forcing turnovers. I think Maryland had five turnovers. Rutgers had six. I think Purdue had two steals tonight and maybe three against Maryland. So they're not, they're not, they're not turning teams over. They're not getting any breakaway baskets. Uh, they're not getting any fast break, break baskets. So they, you know, they need to, they need to, pressure the ball a little bit more and, you know, try to get some points that way um, and just try to disrupt another team's offense by forcing them into turnovers. Uh, I mean, it was it was a really clean game for the most part, but Purdue needs to pick it up. Uh, I, I think that'll be a sign that this team maybe is coming around defensively if they start to, to force uh, some turnovers. You know, Purdue had eight turnovers tonight, but Rutgers had seven steals. So they were doing some things defensively to cause some Purdue, cause Purdue some problems uh, in running their offense, even though Purdue did have a good night uh, scoring the ball uh, and, and, and running it, running, you know, and getting, getting things going from an offensive standpoint. All right, Purdue drops it to Rutgers, 81-76. And up next Saturday at Illinois, uh, appreciate you stopping by. And uh, if uh, we don't put one of these out before Thursday or Friday, Thursday is New Year's Eve, right? Friday's New Year's Day. I get my days all screwed up. Anyway, Happy New Year. Uh, if, if we don't put one of these out before the end of 2020. And uh, if, if not, then we'll... We'll recap what happened Saturday uh, against the Fighting Illini. Thanks for stopping by and have a good day.